I just, you know, jumped both feet into my business full time. I've been kind of building where I am today for about two years. And, you know, things were rocky. Sometimes I'd have so many clients, I was staying up all night working on them. Other times, I really only had one or two clients kind of on retainer. Hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I am Phil. And I'm Lauren. We are brand strategists, and we have this podcast to have some interesting conversations with people and businesses and brands all around the world. We hear a lot of different things, don't we? A lot of different challenges. Today is kind of a new thing. Today's hits a little close to home, I'd say. Well, can you elaborate on that thought? Today's guest kind of does the same work that we do, which is cool. And it also has a similar story to how we both started, which involved, you know, either leaving a job or starting a business from scratch. Yeah, definitely. This was actually a challenging episode for me personally, because I was trying to like get my bias out of the way and realize that everyone has their own experiences, even if they're doing the same job. Did you find that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, we we both relate to this one because the stakes are high, right? When you leave a job and start something new, that new thing you start really has to be successful or you've well, we would define as failed, you know? You have to figure it out quickly because how are you going to pay your rent next month? Yeah, so it's interesting to hear Victoria's struggles, but I think people are really, really going to like this episode. I agree. I think we should get to the interview. Here's our conversation with Victoria. So I'm Victoria. I design websites and help small businesses with social media strategy. That includes uh, just simple consultations and coaching all the way to I will manage their online presence for them. Where, I guess it's kind of my elevator pitch right now, which I don't think is as polished as I would like it. It sounded pretty polished to me, I must say. (laughs) I think it sounded good. Yeah, I think it sounds good. We get what you do. You know, once I actually see your work in more detail, I'd probably know what that unique spin is. What makes, you know, working with you a little bit different than others? We'll dive into that. But you mentioned, uh, if I understand this correctly, because I follow you on Instagram, I know you left your job recently. Can you tell us about that? Why and what and all the details, the juicy details? Okay, so I was planning on quitting my job anyway in March. But February 8th, I went to work. It felt like a normal day. The energy, I guess, internally felt a little different that day. Got called in for a meeting with my supervisor's boss. So like two supervisors above me. And he was yelling harassment at me. He was yelling insults. He was telling me I was unintelligent, that I was disrespectful. I told him if I was trying to do something wrong, I wouldn't have, you know, included him in on what I was doing. And I stood up and I said, this isn't a good fit. My time's better spent elsewhere. And I walked out the door. I didn't even pick up my stuff. Our jaws are both like open right now, (laughs) which it's in like a wonderful way. So yeah, that's kind of my, I guess, being boss moment. I wasn't going to stand for the crap. I stood up for myself. That's probably the first time in my life I've truly done anything like that. And I just, you know, jumped both feet into my business full time. I've been kind of building where I am today for about two years. And things were rocky. Sometimes I'd have so many clients, I was staying up all night working on them. Other times, I really only had one or two clients kind of on retainer. 
that I was just updating websites for them kind of thing. But when I quit, I had really one client that it was, you know, just it's just a simple updating their website thing. So it wasn't like I was totally ready to jump, but it was the right time. It had to happen. And I feel amazing about it. And I have no regrets. It's been a dream come true. I love that. I love, love, love knowing that you like changed your life for the better. I've got like a big smile. It's been crazy, but so beautiful. So now that you're on your own, what are your goals? Do you want more clients? Do you want less clients, but like larger scoped projects? What do, what do you want? I'm looking at more clients. I'm okay if I was to pick up... I haven't totally thought about that. I'm okay if I pick up some like larger clients and end up doing less. I'm also fine with more doing a lot of different things because then you know you can't really can't get bored. But I won't really do anything other than social media or website design. So I'm not, you know, picking up logo design, stuff like that. That's not my jam. So what is your jam? Like if I said to you, here's a million dollars, let's make it more. Here's $10 million. You don't have to work for the rest of your life. What is it you would do with your time? And I'd love to know, obviously, an answer that relates to your business, something you do as part of it that you absolutely can't freaking get enough of it. Oh my goodness. So I love taking somebody who doesn't have a website and building that. I love, you know, really helping them narrow down what they're doing, what they're offering, especially if it's something that's kind of oversaturated. I love helping them figure out where they can focus and what makes them unique. And then after that website, I love helping them figure out how to stand out on social media. So I love that. I guess if I didn't really have to work, I'd just build relationships with people online, helping them stand out. Like really, whatever that entails for them, that's really what I love doing. I love that you have clarity on that. What's cool about websites, I often find we make lots of websites and it's a good excuse to talk about someone's business because it's such a task that involves organization, prioritization, all of these kinds of decisions to clearly communicate what's so great about someone. A website is like that excuse to have those conversations. Yeah. It's cool. It definitely is. How are you finding your clients? Right now, I'm getting a lot of inquiries through Instagram, a few referrals. I'd say my most solid like leads and clients have come through referrals. So past clients, friends saying, oh, I know somebody that does that or I love this person. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of really both of those, probably 50-50. What's your pitching process like? So I usually have like a 30-minute inquiry call. Right now, as much as I'd like to move away from this, everything's been pretty custom. So I did kind of put together a couple packages, one being engaged social, which is I work with them to manage social media and one being managed social where I take everything and I do it all. But right now it's been a lot of kind of what does the client need? I map out how much time I assume it'll take and then I'm quoting from there. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's funny. I think a lot of people don't realize, like int- potential clients don't necessarily realize how much time is required to like actually put those proposals together. So have you thought about how to like streamline that process or or possibly make templates? Well, I invested earlier this month in Dusato and I found so far that 
really helped me out a lot. But I'm still struggling with the fact that somebody will come to me and say, you know, maybe only two social media platforms being supported by me isn't enough. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, so, you know, this package I put together doesn't fit you or you don't fit the package. And I'm having trouble if that's an issue with me or if that's an issue with they're not my dreamy client kind of thing. What was it you said you invested in? What was the name of that? Dubsado. What is that? I don't even know what that is. It's a client like management system. It can funnel your leads for you. It can send your contracts for you. It can track your bookkeeping. I mean, it's kind of like a virtual assistant without paying somebody. I mean, it's a paid service, but you're not paying somebody all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I know, I haven't heard of this one in particular, but I know there's a lot of these out there. We've explored some of these even for our own business. We use a program called Trigger. Before that, we used a program called Active Collab. They're out there, yeah, for sure. And it definitely, if you can figure out a way to make work for your business, that's that's awesome. Still growing into it, I think. It's kind of interesting. It's just weird. I don't know. I'm not used to it yet. So, Victoria, what, what do you want help with? How can we help you on this call? So, I guess, what would be suggestions to kind of get new clients? And then I also have a shop that I kind of launched as soon as I quit my job, because I was like, holy crap, I need money. (laughs) And I'm really not making any sales. Like I'm getting a lot of abandoned carts. I'm getting a lot of people looking at uh, the shop in general, a lot of people stopping at products, but nobody's really pulling the trigger. And my prices are really, I think, pretty low. My highest price is like $65 in there, and that's for a full workbook. But I think any suggestions for getting clients is really like, or what maybe I'm missing is would be like crime. Got it. Phil is so, so great at building relationships with people and like turning them into potential clients. So Phil, could you sort of talk about your process? Because it's like a fine line, right? Between like being becoming friendly and friends with someone and then actually turning them into a client. It's, it, it's a line I don't understand really. Yeah. I mean, it's an art. There are books and there are thought leaders that that talk about this idea of networking, relationship building, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. And it's it's a challenging one. I have found, sounds kind of lame, but I have found that by truly not going into relationship building or meetings with an exact idea of how I want that transaction to go really helps, but instead to just become friends with people. Like we, mm-hmm. I say we, but even back in the early days when it was just me, became friends with people. I, I found connecting and, and showing interest in what people were doing, you know, to understand more about them allowed me the opportunity to have conversation and, and show people my personality. And hopefully they like it, you know, and very much so our brand has been built on my personality in a lot of ways. Also, you know, skill and the business side of things. But personality is a really big part of it. So what, I would turn this into a question. Well, I'll, you know, I'll, well, I'll add one more thing is that when I travel, I make a point of using LinkedIn to see who is in the area where I'm traveling. And, and I look not for first degree connections, but actually second degree connections, people I don't know, and set up meetings with those people. And then go into them not going, 
what do I, what am I going to get out of this? I mean, of course, it's in the back of our mind. Ideally, we're meeting people that are going to hire us and pay us money because we need to pay rent. But at the same right. time, when you look back at the clients that have hired you and the deals you have made, you can't reverse engineer that and figure out, well, this led to this, which led to this. It's not always quite that obvious, particularly for word of mouth and referrals. So, okay, now question time. Victoria, what are you doing now or what are some things that maybe you aren't doing but could be doing to just make an excuse for those conversations to happen? Well, I've kicked Lauren out of the room for a timeout. We've replaced her with Dalton. Welcome, Dalton. Hello. Let's tell them about what we do for a living. What do you do for a living, Phil? We do this, but a much more detailed, private, in-depth version called a brand audit consultation. I've been doing them for years, and it's how we start every working relationship. Ooh, that sounds so much like so much fun. How does one person set that up with you? Well, it's not always fun for me because it's work, but it's fun for you. I often describe it as literally brand therapy. You get to kick back like you're at the spa. We do all the heavy lifting for you. And when it comes to communicating your business, knowing exactly what to do next, all of that jazz. Well, this sounds like something I need for myself. So please tell me, how do I sign up? Yeah, you do. You're a hot mess. Philpallon.expert slash therapy. All the details. Get a promo code to get 15% off. Just for you podcast listeners, exclusively. Exactly. Okay, that's enough. Back to the show. Okay, now question time. Victoria, what are you doing now or what are some things that maybe you aren't doing but could be doing to just make an excuse for those conversations to happen? So since I quit, I started going to a lot of in-person networking events and through those, I've gotten a lot of leads and inquiry calls and all of that kind of stuff. And what I'm finding is, I don't think I I charge that much. I really don't think I do. I think I'm probably a little bit too cheap still. But they're all like, oh, I don't have the budget. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, here we are. We just wasted a half an hour kind of thing. And I guess I don't really know what else I could be doing. I try to be, you know, active on social media. I I've gotten a few clients through Facebook groups over the, you know, a couple of years and competition in there lately has just been like fierce. And the thing that really I guess, boils my blood is people will say, oh, I do social media and I know they're using some template that somebody made on Google as they download it for the strategy or whatever. And for me, I mean, I say what really sets me apart is I design, I write every strategy for the client, for their business. And they're getting what they're paying for. When I know, you know, somebody, I actually met her on Instagram. She reached out to me and I know what she's doing. And I'm like, there's no way. And she's charging double the amount I am. And she's killing me. So when someone says I don't have the budget for something, it's usually because they just don't see the value. It doesn't seem like a need, maybe even a want. Mm -hmm. So we need to hit home better what that need based value is that you offer thoughts yeah i th- i think that and and even even more so if it truly is well if if they currently don't have the budget to afford it which i i mean more like they're not willing to spend that much mm-hmm. find out how much they are willing to spend 
and create a service that's a little lighter than what you're offering. Not everyone is going to be a full throttle client. We have lots of clients who just pay for us to get on the phone with them like every couple of weeks and touch base. And it's funny because the larger scoped projects are, are actually a bit of a double-edged sword because they require so much time that often isn't compensated. It's part of a larger sum, so that's great. But sometimes the actual costs are more. So I would probably recommend first make sure that you're really, really communicating the value. It's it's tough because everyone's like, I know I need to be on Instagram, but like, am I going to pay $50 per post? Probably not. So communicating the value and then, and also adding on to that, education is also often seen as valuable. So instead of being like, and I don't know how you're presenting this, but instead of being like, give me everything and I'll take it off your plate, make it more like, I will teach you my methods so eventually you can do this yourself. And chances are that de- developing that rapport and trust, like they will want you to keep doing it. So that that's option number or idea number one. And then idea number two is again to, to really listen to the people who are saying they don't have the budget and at least create another way for them to, to buy something from you. Uh-huh. I like that. I think that's kind of what I was working towards with, I created a social media workbook that basically they fill it out and they have a strategy at the end that they can then implement. But I mean, some of these clients that are coming to me for like one person I did put together a package for, she only had like, it was under $300, which is, I mean, essentially, you know, you're not really working for much at that point, especially with the sort of expectations she had. And I'm just really struggling because I got three people now with, similar budgets around that. Like what would that look like that's not, that I can still show a return on investment for them? Yeah, that, and that is tough. And, and, and it's I, hard. Yeah, I agree. I think you can't use, for a written strategy, you certainly cannot go much lower than that without like really sacrificing the quality, which I can tell is really not who you are. So what I would consider, I encourage you to consider doing is to, instead of, uh, having like a formally written strategy for $300, maybe have less writing and have part of it be a phone call that someone's paying you for where you develop the strategy together on the phone. And by the end of the call, they have what they need and they they leave and you don't, you don't send them anything additional. They've already got it. So maybe you could have a template that you fill out together and, and that way they're contributing and it's requiring less time from you it's giving them an opportunity to see how you work. And most importantly, it's saving you a lot of time if, if they don't have a, a budget beyond that that engagement. Oh, I love that. That's so doable. A lot of times, like we found this too. We will think and people would really love an ebook that they can fill out. And we put in a lot of work into it and it doesn't like we haven't actually done this, but I can think of like... Uh, circumstances like that and projects like that where things just like don't take off. But the reason why is because a lot of times people just want someone to be in it with them and they want someone to like be able to ask questions to and share ideas with. They don't necessarily want the homework and the extra learning opportunity to think about if it's going to take time out of their day. They just want like someone there. Don't you think, Phil? I do. I completely agree. These are some of the things that we've learned over the years of like free calls, you know, converted to actually finding ways to make money. Really, this is all just branding. It's just taking all of this, formalizing it and showing that you've got a process that they need to respect, you know? 
It's the difference of just having like a random meeting, you know, where you're going to talk about things and just kind of formalizing and branding all of this so that people kind of operate within those constraints. I like it. Perfect. Well, I hope this was helpful. I'm really, really excited that business is going so well for you from the get-go. That's why I was kind of like, what can we help her with? Because it seems like she's got it all under control. Yeah, but I think also just exploring ways to convert, you know? Those interactions are happening, but how do we turn those interactions into business? That's kind of what what I think needs to be your focus. And there's no magic formula for it. So it's just kind of figuring out how do we make people buy. The one final thing I'd say on this is reach back to some of the customers you've really enjoyed working with and ask them why they hired you. Ask them what they enjoyed most about working with you and make sure those new leads know the answer to those, you know, so that they can see that up front. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, we will leave you with some of these ideas to go and execute. And we certainly hope to hear from you on how all of this goes. Definitely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Our pleasure, Victoria. Good luck with everything. And we will chat with you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Victoria is kind of a badass. She quit and is moving on with her life. And she's still figuring it out. She's figuring out what her customers want. And I think we can't just provide the answers to that. We can encourage people to listen and to get creative, but we don't even know the answer to that. And we've been in this game for, you know, quite a while. Yeah, I I think one thing that we have learned that I'll say that we do pretty well is when we're pitching, we figured out how to streamline that process as much as possible. And so I really, really hope that Victoria listens and tries to streamline that process because not everyone is going to say yes. So you shouldn't waste time pitching and doing hours on because proposals take a really long time. And so I, I hope that she streamlines that. The more time you spend doing proposals, the less time you spend doing actual work that'll help you pay your rent. Exactly. We want to know what you think of this episode, some of the challenges that Victoria's facing now that she's left her job and started her own thing. Let's continue this conversation. Hashtag brand therapy. I am at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Is it, do you think it's the or the? I've always struggled with this, having to verbalize it. It's whatever you want it to be. (laughs) By the way, if you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, stop by iTunes, leave us a review. That helps other people find our podcast that we work very hard to make. We're hoping you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, enjoy. Thanks for listening to Brand Therapy. See you next week. Next time on Brand Therapy. I know that on my website, I have a lot of different pages on a lot of different things that I'm able to do, but I'm not really able, I wasn't really able to unify them. And I don't think that the copy that's there speaks to who my ideal client is. And that's the thing that I've really had a hard time identifying. I've spent some time thinking about it, but I don't, haven't come up with any solutions. 